0: I'll be good.
1: You you will, will you? Yeah. Why? Will you be good? Ba, 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 I'm da, sorry, da. what happened there? I don't know. You, you <laughs> seem to be singing everything.
0: I haven't sung anything since we started recording. I don't know what you're on about. Yeah. Teabags and Joysticks, the Kinky Video Game Podcast. Yes, I did get it right that time, Chris, and I'm not going to have any comments about how many times that took. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) How are we, boy? I'm good. Uh,
1: It's getting, yeah, warm.
0: It's warm. Oh, it's nasty, but like... We've gone from, like, miserable cold weather to heatwave again, and yes, I realise that what we have as a heatwave is nothing compared to the rest of Europe, I know. but in England, it's nasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but before we be the very British and keep talking about the weather... <laughs>
1: to the other British thing?
0: To the other British thing. What's the tea, Chris? The
1: tea today is I... Uh, oh, yeah, there there's this... Person who is being accused of being the Somerset Gimp. Have you have you heard about him?
0: The Somerset. Wait, why does this ring a bell? I don't know. Go on.
1: Uh, so this is the the person who dresses up in all black, and we don't know what material, but yeah.
0: Wait, is this the guy that the police have had numerous reports of, but never found? Yes. Well, he we assume guy. He
1: he is now in court.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yes. Uh he Fair enough. Apparently he has been given an order to not wear a mask.
0: In court? I should think so. No,
1: just in general. He's been banned from wearing masks.
0: You know what the worst thing is here? First thing my brain went through was, but what does he do about COVID?
1: <laughs> I don't think they mean I don't think they mean that kind of mask.
0: No, I know full well they don't mean that kind of mask. Logically, I know full well they don't mean that kind of mask. But for some reason, people not wearing masks is associated in my head with COVID. Yeah, but... Work that one... Well, don't work that one out, but you know what I mean.
1: I mean, that's... I mean, it's not unusual given, you know, the past few years we've had.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just... Although we've gone back to the point that no one wears any, and it's just like, it's odd when you see one on the street now. It's like... Oh!
1: Well, yeah, except <laughs> when I went to Canada relatively recently, uh, mask wearing is a lot more common over there, actually.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how different uh, cultures picked it up. Yeah. Um, when I've been abroad for various things, I've seen it. I don't know, it's strange. But, anyway. So, he's been told not to wear a... I'm assuming like they mean, like, what would commonly be called a gimp mask.
1: Yeah, I would think so. They didn't actually specify in the in the uh, news report. But yes, this person has been banned by court from wearing a mask. And also, he's also banned from uh, crawling, wriggling or rife on the ground while wearing a full body covering or mask. It's very specific. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember hearing about this, and I remember... Wasn't there a specific reason that this was the case? And it was to do with, essentially, like, non-consensually involving people in their kink?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Is Well, the, yeah. the official charge is uh, intentional harassment, alarm, or distress.
0: Mm-hmm. Which... Okay, yeah, I thought so. And... This is what I'm going to avoid commenting on yeah. too much, because you know there's legal situations involved, and I don't know the facts. Absolutely, yeah. I'm um, and I'm
1: just like repeating the news to reports.
0: Oh no, I don't. get me wrong; that's fair. But like, just generally, like, don't involve others in your case unless they agree to it. I know. Come on, guys, 101.
1: This trial is actually still ongoing. Um, the. The court order that's been given to this individual is an interim order while the trial is still ongoing. So, you know, yeah, probably best not to talk too much.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, it's always awkward it, when that's the case. But, like, just generally don't involve people in kinks if it's, if it's not consensual. I don't know if that's what this person did, but, like, every report of it I've heard implies that. So just as a general thing, people.
1: Yeah, it... Does seem to imply that this person has just gone on to just random people on the on on the on the streets. Yeah, seems.
0: this doesn't seem like. Oops, I was I was in a field and someone happened to stroll by. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Or, but I don't know. Maybe it is I don't. Know. It's I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to yoke someone's young. Just don't involve other people. That's all I'm saying. It, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that that's been tea for me. Fair enough. Do you have any tea?
0: I do, although it's like you know, on the on the topic of like involving other people that aren't involved. Oh mm, the risk of dating this recording, the Lioness has played today. I won't say which match because I will date it too heavily, but the Lioness has played today. Sure. For those that aren't familiar, it's the English women's football team. Yep. So, you know, I'm at work, enjoying my food on my lunch break, and all I can hear is the cheers and the boos, and the groans and the happiness and the sadness from the Lioness Games. Oh wow! I mean... Do you know how fucking depressing it is hearing all of that when you're sat in work? Uh,
1: I guess, yeah.
0: Don't get me wrong. I wish them all the best. I hope they're doing well. I don't know the final outcomes of anything right now. I deliberately haven't looked yet. But, like, oh, God damn it! the timing of these matches is fucking awful.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's. I mean, yeah, they're, they're playing in, as we've said before, playing over in Australia and New Zealand. So, you know, yeah, they are about half a day ahead. <laughs>
0: How dare they? How dare there be such a thing as time zones? I know, yeah.
1: Everything (laughs) should suit our schedule and our our schedule only.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Let's not go back to that because that wasn't a good time for anyone. Um, (laughs) No, but no, like that's my tea. It's just a little bit of jealousy this week of like. God damn it. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't really have anything serious. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> but from one thing that isn't serious to one thing that often is, shall we talk about the back boy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> guess uh, what? <laughs> yes, sir. Good uh-huh. oh boy. <laughs> What are we talking about this week? We're
1: talking about protocols. And so, yeah. There are various levels of protocols.
0: There are. And it's always interesting to me when when I have talked to people about this because you know how it is. You're talking to a guy on Recon, uh, Switched. You're talking to them on Grindr, whatever. Other apps are available. Check your local retailer for listings, etc., etc. <laughs> I know. Th- <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, but no, it's like you're on the app. You, you talk to someone, they go, oh, what are you into? Oh, well, you know, all the usual things, you know, bondage, spanking, da, da, da. Protocol. And I always, always get asked, what is protocol?
1: Yeah, I find that and odd.
0: So do I, because I thought... I mean, evidently not, but I thought it was a fairly explanatory uh, naming of a king, mm. but apparently not. So, explain what protocol is, boy?
1: Ooh, okay, I mean, there are so many levels to protocol, but the protocol is basically Just on the surface. Yeah, it's basically something you you do as, on a regular basis, uh, a constant i don't know maybe not constant you know but every time it's like x happens this happens Mm. that kind of thing it's like yeah yeah so if this then that
0: pretty much so the the description that i always give to people is that it's a set of expectations around behavior and uh tasks Mm. i think that's Tends to describe pretty well the way that I use protocols. I don't know if you agree because it's usually you that's carrying them out
1: uh yeah, I would say so,
0: so do you want to give a couple of examples of what we mean by the protocols that we use? uh
1: well, there is say like speech restrictions, for example, you know uh like calling your dominant sir that kind of that kind of thing that's mm-hmm. a very simple protocol i i yep. i think a lot of a lot of domsops would do it like without even thinking much about it but that yeah. that is a protocol
0: um yeah so for example you you refer to me as sir but like we're not the thing is like protocols vary in how heavily they're applied as well so like sir is not something that i heavily enforce with you Hmm. But you do know when I am enforcing it, and you know there's a certain set of times I expect it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: At the same time, there is a gentleman that I refer to as sir, mm-hmm. and every time I speak to them, I refer to them as sir.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because that is the expected protocol.
1: Yeah, and... <laughs> um probably jumping the gun here, uh, but protocols do evolve...
0: Oh, God, yeah, absolutely.
1: Like when we first started doing the, this thing, this up thing, I called you so pretty much all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, And to be fair, in certain situations you still do, but, you know, things kind of softened a bit with our relationship and, and things are more in, in strength at different points, etc. Absolutely.
1: And the saying sort of thing, it depends on, you know, the situation.
0: Yeah, there's other examples of protocols as well So like the first one that's uh, in my mind at the moment is kneeling Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, If you're okay with me sharing this one So like we have a protocol that if we've been apart for an extended period of time The first thing you will do when you meet me is kneel Yeah, And it's not always a straightforward You're going to just like kneel down on the street type of thing Although sometimes it is (laughs) Like, you do have some permission to mask some of this so that it's discreet, because, you know, we don't want to involve other people in Iking. No. And so, you know, one of them is like you tie your shoelaces, for example.
1: Yeah, or, you know, pretend I drop something on the floor or something. Yeah. but At the same time, kneeling is not, you know, the most intrusive kind of
0: no, it's not. But if you were if you were in the middle of the street and you suddenly got down on on two knees with your hands behind your head, sort of thing, yeah. people would be very much sort of what's going on there. Then fair, that's fair. If, if if we happen to meet up and you need to tie your laces, people think nothing of it. Uh-huh, you know,
1: uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Any other examples we can give before we get into how they evolve over time, etc.? No, so I know we've just touched on it briefly, but there's a lot more.
1: Yeah, so so that was an example of what I would define as like behavioral, behavioral kind of protocols, mm-hmm. uh, rather than speech, or you know, um, and then there is also i would say there's maybe positioning protocols i, I don't know well, that can sometimes be lumped together with behavioral ones but mm-hmm. um yeah like maybe always sit on you know sit on a particular side of of your dom i depending on the preference mm-hmm. uh yeah or you know walk a couple of steps behind your dom or something like that like uh that people have done that I've heard yeah. of, yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, for me, it's interesting, like I do use the uh, like I like to have a sub on a particular side of me. We'll not get into what side, but like I like to have a sub on a particular side of me, mm-hmm. but if I've got more than one sub at the time, the sub that has served me the longest will nearly always be on one side with the other one told to occupy the other.
1: So that's why it's like, a <laughs> seniority. A little bit, a little bit. Okay.
0: But it's it's not a seniority in the sense of they're always going to hold it over the other one. Oh, no, it's no. more just a, almost a comfort thing. And I'll tell you what it is. I need to kind of pay a bit more attention with the sub that's not on the side that I'm used to them being on. Okay. So if they're, if they're on the opposite side to that, i.e. they're on my off side. Part of this is actually a little bit also working with, I have a little bit of hearing loss, but if they're on my slightly deafer side, I have to pay slightly more attention in that direction in order to make sure that I'm hearing things, etc. Mm. And I, this is one of those things where I like, I'm kind of using that to my advantage because... Usually, like you know, who who subs from me, etc. We'll not get into that on the pod because we don't want to name any names. But the person that's on on the side that I'm more comfortable with, i.e. the side that I regularly have a boy on. Chances are, I know most of their their tells, etc. I know their their kinks. I know the limits and everything else. Okay. Yeah. The boy on my off side, however, you know, I'll know them. But I need to be much more, much, much more aware because I'm still learning how they react to certain things, etc. Hmm. And because I know they're also on my off side, I'm much more aware of that side of me. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: I think so, yeah. You're using protocols to your own advantage, almost. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, isn't that an interesting thing, though? Because this is one thing I wanted to touch on with this protocols are not only for the sub.
1: Oh, no, of course not.
0: Protocols are as much for the sir as they are for the sub. Now, I don't mean in the sense that the sir is serving with them, although there is some level of the sir has to be consistent. Yeah. But I mean in the sense that they can benefit the sir, Mm -hmm. as well as benefiting the sub.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, as an example, the kneeling uh, example... Me and you live pretty close to each other. Mm -hmm. Usually, if we've not seen each other for an extended period, it's because one of us has been away. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. The kneeling is a sign to me from you that you're ready to pick up our lifestyle-like kink relationship. Sure. Okay? Mm -hmm. Flip side of that, if you don't kneel for whatever reason... Yes, there may be that little bit of of back and forth between us because I'm not gonna get into it. We have a consensual way that we will sort of push and pull a little bit with this. Mm. I know if you don't don't do it or and you give me that sort of push back and forth, I know you're not there because you still need to recover from your trip.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Mm. And again, let's be let's be very clear with our listeners. We have negotiated this over five and a bit years. Absolutely,
1: yeah. <laughs> like,
0: this is not, we have instated this day one, and it's going to be this way, and it's going to be that way, etc. And I'm not listening to your needs, etc. We have very heavily neg- negotiated every single one of our protocols.
1: Yeah, and yeah, pretty much, it's almost every protocol that we've had ha- have evolved over time.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's evolution of protocol is something that's natural and healthy.
1: Yeah. I think so. And but yeah. why why do people do protocols then? Like apart from you know being just being beneficial to to the dom sending particular signals, but why why do the subs like it?
0: <laughs> why do the subs like it? Or hmm. well,
1: why do yeah why why do the doms like it, why do the subs like it?
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, so in terms of what... I can only speak to my experience. Yeah. In terms of why the subs like it, I quite like having a protocol because it creates structure.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and I've Oof. said before on this podcast about how I am autistic and structure can be a really useful thing for me and that little bit of pressure can be a really useful thing for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Protocol, if it's used in the right way and with proper negotiation can create some of that structure and that pressure, which helps me focus. And it also helps reinforce, especially for someone who usually doms, that I'm not in that role. Okay. Like, it's that constant reminder of, no, you can't do that right now because you're not the one in charge.
1: Yeah. 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 For... For me, yeah, uh, having protocols on the subside, yeah, definitely gets me into that that space more easily when I'm mm. when I'm doing them. Uh, <clears throat> there will be days that I just don't want to do them, <laughs> but yeah, oh, well, you you will know that.
0: I know that. This comes back to what I was saying before about how we have a. Carefully negotiated way that we push back and forth So we know if it's, you know I'm not there, or You know, I'm just being a bit of a brat Or or even just, I forgot Mm -hmm. Because, you know, frankly We have quite a few protocols, let's be honest Because we've negotiated quite a few of them over the years Mm. There are times that they slip the mind If we're busy, or whatever, or life is just hectic It can be forgotten Yeah and so there are times where it's just, hey, you forgot this.
1: Yeah. But yeah, at the same other time. Times, you know, at the same time, you know, if we were at a train station and we we're running for a train and you've just turned up and we're like, I'm not kneeling, I'm gonna run for the train. Oh,
0: absolutely. <laughs> that and this is the other side of it. There is a reasonability with, with a lot of these protocols as well. And I think maybe this is a good chance to talk about the difference between session protocol. Mm. And what we kind of refer to as lifestyle protocol, general protocol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to define what the difference between the two is? I
1: would say, like, session protocol is probably more demanding. Mm. They are more difficult to maintain, like, over a long period of time, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: and let's be clear for us at least for the way that we practice this that's by design. Oh absolutely. Because <laughs> you quite I like I hope I'm not overstepping to say this you you quite like that little bit of challenge that little bit of heavier kind of sustained push.
1: Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, you could absolutely say that.
0: <laughs> so if that if session protocol is more Kind of high demand, high pressure, high sort of expectation almost. Mm. What would you say is more the general lifestyle stuff? How would you d- differentiate it?
1: Um, I would say they're more subtle.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and it's more just built into your daily environment, if you like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd I'd say that's a fair answer. I think, kind of, when we're talking about some of the examples that we've just given, kind of, the heavier sort of, you're always going to address me in a certain way, there are these expectations that you're going to do in, you know, the flat, in the apartment, the house, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. You're going to do X, Y, Z, and Q every single day when we wake up in that order and only in that order. That's much more of the kind of heavier, kind of sessional, kind of hard protocol, as it were. Mm -hmm. More of the, I want you to always walk on that side of me. I want you to, you know, give me a subtle kneel when you arrive so I know whether you're ready or not. Yeah, Give me, I don't know... Oh, my mind's drawing blank on even our protocols right now. Give me an example.
1: Uh, <laughs> like maybe, maybe something like try to strip down when we enter enter the flat or something like that.
0: Yeah, that kind of thing. Like, so we're talking like the more general kind of they're applied in all situations, but they're not kind of heavy duty, subtle in your face. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it also depends on the. Uh, on the relationship you have with the dom or the sub. You know, if, the, if you know, it is a sir that you only meet in session and you never socialise outside, then you probably mm-hmm. don't need all these low-level casual protocols.
0: No. This is one of those places where having a lifestyle kink relationship and having just, like, a sessional or just a sir, sir sub uh, like, kink relationship have those differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, we've talked about it from the sub-side. What about from the dom-side?
1: Yeah. Hmm. So, but from the dom-side, I guess it gives you some, like, satisfaction that, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the sub is like hasn't forgotten their place and that kind of, that kind of thing.
0: So, there's a little bit of that. Hmm. It's not so much the sub hasn't forgotten their place. It's more an acknowledgement of the sub's place, if that makes sense. It's not okay. that, you know, it's not that thing of, oh, yeah, he knows what he's doing, and he's always, like, you know, I'm not I'm not a bastard, people. You know, <laughs> despite how much of a control freak, so, like, talking about protocols in isolation may make me sound, but uh, <laughs> right. it's that thing of, like, there's a demonstration from the sub that that is what they want, and that is how they want to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: I get that. And with that comes that little bit of, frankly, intoxication of power, which is nice to get as a Dom. Yeah. Okay? I think any Dom would be lying to say they don't enjoy the control.
1: Yeah. Because one of the kind of protocols that we have not talked about so far... I would say is the, like, the permission kind of protocol. Mm. Like, you have to, uh, the sub will have to ask for a Dom's permission in order to do something. Uh, maybe, you know, just, uh, sir, may I speak? That kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I No, no, I was going to say, for some sirs, it's literally, they expect the sub to ask to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's be clear, that's a very extreme heavy end of the scale of protocols, but that can be as far as it goes. Absolutely, yeah. But again, we'll come round to this in a little bit, do so responsibly and making sure that safety is involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it can be that far. I know of a couple of sirs, for example, who... And I think we did this for a little while and then realised it wasn't really something that we honestly really enjoyed that much (laughs) was they have a a standing rule that when a sub enters their home, they are expected to strip, put on a collar, put on a chastity device. If they aren't already wearing one, they might be, it might be that they've got a box with a set of toys that they're expected to wear, whether it's, you know, ass toys, nipple clamps, whatever it might be that the sir wants on that particular occasion. Mm and literally all of their positions go in a box by the door. And while ever they're there, again, negotiations permitting, sort of safe words, yada, yada. Yep. Like, that is the protocol for when they arrive, and from that moment, they're expected to behave in certain ways. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I think that is very different from what we do, uh, because, honestly, we, we're around each other so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not saying it can't be done. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there are people who do it.
0: Uh, oh, there absolutely are. Yeah, we know a few of them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the other side of the coin is that's not what we do. But that's also what some subs really, really crave. Mm-hmm. They want that. That. Oh yeah. Because it's also partly that. I don't want to use the word mindlessness. Like it, it's like that.
1: It's the, like, almost handing over a lot more control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By by, yeah. by having your routine, like, so heavily dictated by someone else.
0: Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that, huh? as long as it's negotiated properly.
1: Nope. But I, I was saying, I it does give the Dom like, quite a lot of sense of power, really.
0: Mm-hmm. It does. It absolutely does. I'm not going to deny that for a second.
1: With great power comes great um
0: chastity.
1: No, <laughs> no <laughs> responsibility.
0: <laughs> oh no, but we we will be talking about chastity in a future episode. I think to be fair, chastity can also link to protocol. exactly
1: like like basically is. Yeah, and a protocol enforcement device like that—that the Dom demands you to not masturbate. True. Uh, that's a protocol in, <laughs> in some definition.
0: No, it is, and I—I'll be honest, I've never looked at it that way. But yeah, you're right. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I've never looked at it that way. Okay, we may talk about that. And in, hmm, interesting. Uh,
1: yeah, this this topic can be a lot broader than you think. <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely. So, we've touched on sort of what it is, how it can look. We've touched on sort of why people might do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as with all of the kinks that we talk about, let's talk a little bit, bit about the safety around it.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, there will always be... <laughs> Basically, you want to use a safe word, or, or some sort of, I don't know, get out... Exactly. Clause device,
0: uh, even even as far as to say a protocol for not not being able to fulfill the protocol. Yeah, I know, right? Know? <laughs> yeah, I was about. <laughs> I mean, we've never gone so far as to to sort of codify the way that we go back and forth about certain ones as protocol, but it kind of is. Mm. It's just kind of inadvertently become that way. Yeah. Um but no absolutely rule 101 have a safe word have a signal have you know mm-hmm. a a method to withdraw consent
1: uh, yeah yeah and there's always the danger that well either party um don't see it uh, and don't feel empowered to make use of a safe word or the I would say out I would say
0: if you're concerned about not being empowered to use the safe word, then honestly that's a scene you need to stop and you need to look at more closely what you're doing and why that is.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like that there there is definitely a chance that some would some would be like so engrossed in the protocol that, you know, they they just forget where they
0: are. Oh, yeah, like Okay, fair point. Don't mistake me for a second. I'm not saying sort of, you know, if the plays got underway and you've hit that point and you've, you froze or whatever and then you're recovering and it's like, I should have done this at that point, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to victim blame in this situation. My point was more, if you're entering into a situation where you are already worried before anything has begun oh. that you're not going to be able to do it or you're going to have you're not going to be able to sort of get out of that situation type of thing. There are other conversations you need to have around safety uh, and around sort of making sure the Dom's aware and and etc. All the usual things that we say about negotiating oh, yeah. scenes. Yeah, that's definitely... Like, right. that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. I'm not in any way trying to victim play. That's it.
1: definitely right, yeah. Um. What else?
0: I would say make sure that the protocols are kind of followed... I guess I'm going to say three key rules off the top of my head. One is that it is reasonable. Mm. You know, I'm not going to expect you to, you know, I don't know, do 50 jumping jacks every time that, you, you know, we've just met or something, or, you know, every time I call you boy or something like that, you know. It's got to be something that's realistically achievable. Sure, yeah. I think it's got to come back to this thing that we we said earlier about not involving others in it either. Absolutely. So you know, yes, we have a couple of protocols that you will follow on a day to day basis. Yeah. None of them involve anyone else. None of them involve and none of none of them in any way. Are delivered in a way that will involve anyone else?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You don't know, exactly like yeah, it said, would be.
1: It would be something that is like generally acceptable in, in the public. Like, exactly. walking on a particular side if you, yeah, no one gives a shit, which no exactly. one else other than us gives a shit with side I walk.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and quite frankly, I think just about every couple out there will tell you that they default to one side or the other naturally. Yeah,
1: probably, yeah.
0: Like, just about every couple I know would say <laughs> mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. The only difference is we've codified it as this is the side you are expected to always be on.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the third one would be that, you know, they've got to be safe. You know, there's got to be negotiation around, you know, how do I say no to this? How do I push back on this? And and also, the protocols aren't something that are going to cause you harm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know? Mm -hmm. So, for example, it might be that a dom has got laminate flooring all the way through their house, apartment, whatever it is. And it's, you know... They want their sub to always be on their knees, okay?
1: Mm.
0: Well, that's great up to a point, but as you're moving around laminate floorings, it like it's gonna do your knees in as you go. Yeah. Over time, this is causing harm. Yeah. You know, don't just think is this an immediate thing. Like, think about like how these protocols are being instituted and what the what the picture of them is over time. Mm-hmm. Anything I've missed with those three rules?
1: Uh no, I think you've most, mostly covered it. Um, make sure it's safe for everyone. Pretty much, yeah. Don't put yourself in any harm, like either physical or otherwise. Really, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't want to like be, be in complete control of their social life. For example, you know, you yeah yeah you don't want to completely control their their entire life, and they they will have no social life and can't go out of the house or something like that yeah don't do that. <laughs> i
0: I think you're actually touching on something important there that I think we also need to talk about, which is that there is a fine line between protocol and controlling behavior. yeah, and this is something that I mean, I have spoken to you about a lot and made sure and checked in with you multiple times. Mm-hmm even like after things have been agreed in some case for years to make sure that you're still okay with with the protocols that we use you're still okay with with how we do this you know let's have to sit down and have a discussion about how we handle that particular situation etc mm-hmm. like if someone is controlling you and you don't want it or you're in fear of it or There's repercussions from it that aren't safe, sane, consensual, risk aware, consensual, kinked. Get out. Yeah. I'm going to say that categorically get out.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And what I'm going to say is because this is something we don't talk about enough in our community, I've been there. I know if you're in that situation, it can seem like you can't, but trust me, you can get out, and there are places that will help you.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: And that's, that's all I'm going to say on that at, the, at this moment, beyond sort of reinforcing again, everything that we're talking about, it's a case of it's very carefully discussed, it's very carefully negotiated, like I don't know, Chris, if you want to say something here, sort of, you know.
1: Uh, so, yeah, that's where uh negotiation like as we said a thousand times becomes very important, and well we you we can't say it enough times, and that's kind of where potentially the the evolvement of um protocols have have come in like just to just to make sure these protocols suits everyone's needs, and everyone's you know both parties are happy with them,
0: mm-hmm. I, th- I think the only thing I would add here is to, is to say that even in a uh, power exchange relationship or dynamic or however you wish to call it, there is a two-way street that occurs mm-hmm. where both parties are benefiting. Yeah. And benefiting in a way that the party separately wants and desires.
1: Yeah. You can always call, call a timeout on order protocols. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely and let's be clear like, like let's put put out real world example you have with me mm-hmm. you have come to me before like i don't want to go into what the the protocol is because they're intimate between me and you yeah but you have come to me before and gone i cannot do these things mm. either because we needed to completely get rid of that protocol because we realized it was something that wasn't working or you needed to put a pause on it because we've done both yeah there have been times that you've come to me and gone can't do it.
1: Yeah, I I have yeah, uh,
0: and I've never had a problem with that.
1: Yeah, and I, I particularly remember one that I just regard as too time consuming, mm-hmm. and I think that is actually a valid
0: reason. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know why I hesitated on swearing there. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> but like, there's one other aspect of protocol that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Which I realized like, you know, we've just been a little bit heavy and I apologize for that. But let's let's talk about something more positive. Protocol for reward. Oh yeah. Or more to the point, protocols that end in reward. Hmm. And this was something that we did uh I think this was probably COVID period was when we did this most. But we were doing it when we were long distance. Yeah. Where am I okay to say what I'm talk- what I'm thinking of? I think you know what I'm referring I, to. I don't
1: actually. Um, okay, yeah.
0: I'm. I will say it, and we can always cut it. We had a protocol, and again, I think this was COVID. This started where you were in chastity, hmm. and you had been in chastity for a while. We knew that we wouldn't be meeting up for an extended period. That's fair. Yeah, and so the agreement was made that you can unlock. Hmm only if you hit your workout goals and so the protocol for you being able to unlock and have your reward i.e being able to have a lank was that you had done your workouts i think we said three times a week if i remember correctly
1: probably yeah Uh, that you can use protocol
0: (laughs) for reward in that way as well yeah I mean, the protocol should be rewarding to some degree for what the sub wants in terms of, you know, what they want from submission. Yeah, that's
1: kind of what I want to get at. Like, is is the protocol in itself a reward?
0: I mean, yes, absolutely. I'm just kind of thinking more kind of... Like, as you're Dom, there are times I want to acknowledge, you know...
1: No, I get that, yeah.
0: Quote, unquote, the good work (laughs) that you're doing for me sort of thing and so you know sometimes and i think that i think there's one or two protocols that i can think of that we have that are designed because you know yes you get the the benefit and the the reward of serving but also you know that when we do certain things you're getting certain rewards as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: yeah i don't know this is a weird one
0: um. <laughs> i i appreciate this is a little bit of a you know different take and different view on it, but I think it's just as valid one that should be mentioned. Yeah. Because the thing is, as well, there are subs that have a praise and reward king.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: And so you can tie these things together. Well, if you do X, Y, and Z, you can have or you can do or, you know...
1: Hmm. It's... I don't know. Sometimes it's difficult for me to determine, like, what a reward actually is... Or what it should look like, if you you know, if you ask me, I probably can't really give you that much of an answer.
0: But is this tied to your relationship with Protocol? Because the, I, this is kind of what I'm trying to get at here. Like the way that people experience it will be different, and how you set certain ones up will depend on your dynamic.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, I don't disagree.
0: But yeah. I think there's a lot more to come back to with Protocol because you've really set my mind thinking now about how chastity is effectively a, a version of Protocol. Oh yeah, <laughs> and how there's other things. Um, I think I'm like my mind is tipping over as well right now. Of like, I can think of a guest we may need to get to come on to talk about their experiences with Protocol as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's. I'm gonna put a pin in this and go. This is very much a 101 episode because we're gonna come back for 102.
1: Let's do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I guess we really ought to follow protocol and head into the five minute marvel.
1: Five minute marvel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so after the disappointment that was Secret Invasion. Yep. <laughs> Is anyone else nervous for uh, the Marvels?
1: Uh, a little bit, because, I, I don't know, like, the, the director has, has publicly admitted uh, like, she thinks there is superhero fatigue, which is a weird statement, because um, I don't think... I do not think superhero fatigue is real.
0: I can think of certain guests of ours from the past that might disagree as well, but um, no, I... I can see the point that's being made, and I actually don't think it's superhero fatigue. I think it's franchise fatigue. Yeah. Everything these days is a franchise, and the easiest ones to do it from are comics, etc. I think we're also starting to creep into the Marvel problem, which is something I'm sure I'm on record years ago going, is going to become an issue at some point where we have this extended universe that everyone's expected to keep up with and they're flooding the market. Oh,
1: ah, exactly. Yeah. There's two. And this is
0: exactly why I'm concerned about the Marvels to put that on the record.
1: Okay. But then, you know, you you can some you can just judge, you know, a film on its own really, like as as it should be. Uh, you know, can you? Well, yeah, like Guardians 3 is just by itself a good film.
0: Okay, I'll grant you. But here's here's why I'm saying can you. And this is why I'm worried about the Marvels. Do you have inside of the Marvels enough time to pick up on those characters in a way that makes you invested in them? Because this is my concern. Because if if you look at the fact that we have Monica and Kamala in there that have not had movie theater debut, mm-hmm. it's concerning. And this is this is my big worry when it comes to the Marvels.
1: I don't know. Uh, I I think they can. I think they can definitely do it. I mean, yeah. Like just thinking about. Guardians three again, like if someone has never seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy film, and I go into it, and they they still had a good sense that okay, this is a team. They wouldn't know who Gamora is slash was. Uh, however, they did a good job of explaining what uh, Quill's relationship with Gamora was even during the film
0: yes but you're also talking about a set of movies that clearly came as a trilogy yeah we're not talking about that with the marvels although technically it is the, this captain marvel 2 of the series mm-hmm. it's it's named differently it's set set aside differently etc and the worry is are they relying too much on the on the disney plus stuff at that point because this is the first time the Disney Plus stuff has heavily impacted the MCU. Everything else in Disney Plus, you can very easily ignore it at this moment.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I still don't think WandaVision was ignorable. Um, But at the same time, eh, I don't know.
0: This is the problem. I can make you arguments for how every, every other thing that yes, it links to the TV series but it isn't integral you know, you can still continue with the movies alone. I can't do that for the Marvels. I think you can. That, the no, Marvels no, no, is I, basically going to be the latest I test I, I, I really think you can. Okay. I
1: really think you can. You just have to introduce Kamala. Oh, he He's her family and she has these powers.
0: I hope it's that simple. As we come into the last minute, I really hope it's that simple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, she, uh, um, okay, yeah. She is a fan of Captain Marvel. We know that. Everyone knows that. Like, it's very simple to explain.
0: I, I, I mean, I guess we're going to find out quickly. we? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> On the flip side, talking about things that haven't really impacted the world yet, but probably will do soon, we have Deadpool n- news, and we have new Loki trailers, and oh my god, we have way too much Marvel stuff to fit inside of this. Oh, there's have got minute, Fantastic but...
1: Four stuff as well.
0: Oh god, yes we have. But anyway, Loki series 2 looks insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excelsior! So... That was the five minute marvel yeah as always never enough time <laughs> what's on your joystick Chris
1: oh for joysticks I have been playing the amazing Dave to diver
0: okay I mm, I keep seeing this game mm-hmm. and I don't know what to think
1: I can't play enough of it <laughs> I think it's amazing
0: okay I explain this to me, because I've watched Let's Plays, I've seen, like, various clips of the gameplay, etc. Mm. I don't get it. Sell it me. I don't get it.
1: I mean, it's a daddy bear in a wetsuit.
0: Okay, I said sell it me, not you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just a nice guy. Um, Just a nice guy in the sea. I Okay. Firstly, it's the
0: But it's just scuba diver spelunky.
1: There are they they do fit in like a lot of like mini games I would I would say inside this one game. Some would say too many. There is also the the restaurant management is actually really pretty well done.
0: See, I don't this is where I get lost. Because, it, to me, it looks like the core of the game is restaurant spelun- its You've got me confusing now. Is scuba diving Spelunky. Mm-hmm. With a restaurant manager pinned on.
1: You, and I don't get... No, you can't have one without the other. Uh,
0: but, no, no, but here's... I, I don't get it. I'm sorry, I don't get it. <laughs> This is the first time you've ever brought a game up that I look at it and go, I don't get it.
1: I don't know whether it's not to get. Like the the diving bit is fun in itself. I like, the whole the different I would say I like, yeah, all the different weapons that you can equip they have fun. <laughs> the fun it's just fun to go down and find it it's almost like I see some people describe it as a roguelike. I don't think I don't think it's a roguelike, but I can sort of see it because every time you, you dive down yeah. you, you, you lose your uh upgrades. So but part of, yeah, part I can of kind your kind of see where that comes from. Yeah. It makes a difference because every time you dive down you you're going to pick up different different upgrades okay uh...
0: okay i'll tell you what i will make a deal with you if you or a listener i'll put out that, this out to everyone if you or a listener can find me a mod for this game that every time you start to run out of oxygen it plays you the sonic uh, underwater out of breath uh, noise that that, uh, thing. If someone can come find a way to mod that into it, I will give it a go.
1: Why? And you should never run out of oxygen anyway. You shouldn't be running out of oxygen. Okay, maybe in boss fights. I have put my cards on the table.
0: Wait, what? There's boss fights?
1: Yeah, there are boss fights.
0: (sighs) I don't get this game. There is a story. I don't get this game.
1: There's this whole story about sea people and stuff. On, 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 and okay. on, underwater village of basically mermaids and mermen.
0: Oh, no. Sea of Thieves has put me right off mermaids and mermen. What? Okay, off mermaids, maybe not mermen. Uh. No, okay, I... I don't know. It's one of those games that I, I look at and I go I'm sorry this one just doesn't work for me.
1: There I think I don't know what you've seen but there are a lot more areas than you know the initial dive.
0: Okay, I I think I've seen about 40ish like the first 40ish minutes of gameplay.
1: Yeah, you you won't have got into any of the of the details there it was just the diving that you have been seeing. Uh okay. And yeah. There there are a lot of other aspects to it, so you, there, there is basically a Pokédex system, I don't know if you've seen it, that you have to catch every type of fish in the entire
0: game. Wait, I'm sorry. I... So, this is a cafe game. Yes. A diving game. Yes. A roguelike battler. Yeah. A Pokémon collector. Mm-hmm. Are there Beyblades in here somewhere? No,
1: there's a Tamagotchi as well.
0: Of course, there's a, I, there was going to be something. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's a Tamagotchi. Uh, there is... Oh, at some levels, you will have some really, really random levels just chucked in seemingly out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. I. Yeah, at some point, you have to follow a cat, for example. I won't go into details because that would be spoilers. But yeah,
0: there, okay. There are just, a lot. just answer me one question. Answer me one question. Is the cat in the water? No. Okay. I am even more confused than when we started about what the hell this game is. It's, the game is just <laughs>
1: a lot of everything. Honestly, it's a uh, yeah, it's a lot of games just smashed into one, pretty much. And it they they do it well. They do do it really well and they're, list- yeah, and they're okay. also listening they're, the, the, the devs are also listening they there is one tedious bit of a game that everybody complains about and they mm-hmm. are they, they they are just bringing out the quality of life updates to to patch it
0: okay i like that i like that is it wait is this a studio like a big studio game or is this more of an indie game it
1: is a studio but i wouldn't say it's a Big studio. Okay, it's like a medium size studio.
0: Okay, in, in Korea, yeah. It's nice to see a dev team that's listening to the feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Mm, I don't get it. <laughs> I will give you a chance in person to convince me on this one and report back because I don't get it right now. Uh. Okay.
1: I don't know what it there is to convince you. Like the, the gameplay loop is just, just fun. Uh, yeah,
0: but this is why I said to you, sell it to me because I don't get it.
1: I mean, if you have watched like various gameplays, but gameplay footage and you still haven't been convinced, then I, I don't think I can. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's my joysticks.
0: Um, Fair enough. Like like I said, I'll give you I'll give you a chance to uh, show me in person and convince me otherwise, and then I'll report back.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's so? What's on your joysticks?
0: So I haven't had much time to play, as I said in the last show. Really busy period in my uh, professional life, but I recently went back to Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Hmm. mm Hmm.
0: And it's interesting because I haven't had much chance to pick up Tears of the Kingdom after the initial probably 20 or so hours I put in there and did a lot of stuff that was in no way related to the actual story. And I realised something. I kind of don't care about the story. Okay. Interesting. And I don't, like, let me be clear. I don't mean this as any slight. I'm sure it's great. What I saw of it was interesting. But what I found was, what was keeping me engaged was nothing to do with the story. What I'm actually enjoying is being able to play in that sandbox again.
1: That's fair, yeah.
0: The movement is really, really good. Mm -hmm. The climbing mechanics are really, really good. The combat is really, really good most of the time. I think Tears of the Kingdom has a weird thing where it's a little bit too too reliant on the attaching things to your arrow mechanic. Mm. But that's an aside. Okay. Being able to then build a couple of sort of structures, etc., in that environment with the physics being as it is, is really, really interesting. And it got me thinking, like, the story isn't what work what's working for me here, the gameplay is. And I don't know when the last time I could say that about a recent game title was, since maybe Elite Dangerous?
1: Mm. Well, Elite Dangerous, yeah, that, that just isn't a story, is there? Not really.
0: No, but that's the thing. There is a story in Elite Dangerous, but it, it it's unfold. Well, it was meant to unfold in real time. Yeah,
1: it's very, very hidden. You have to be there all the time.
0: <laughs> no, no, but this is my point. The thing that kept me in Elite Dangerous in the same way. I'm not saying the other other games haven't sort of pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Dorf Romantic, for example, absolutely works because of all its mechanics. Um, off the top of my head, I need. Uh, Dead Cells, for example, pulls me in because the mechanics are all sort of fun to go back through, but every time I'm trying to get to a new goal. Yeah. What I'm talking about here is what purely kept me for how strong the core movement, gameplay, tactile-ish feel of the actual game was. Okay. Everything in Elite felt purposeful the way the ship moved, it responded really nicely to you, etc. I feel like Breath of the Wild like different genres obviously, but I feel the same kind of enjoyment just from that core mechanic point of view.
1: And you didn't mean Breath of the
0: Wild, but yeah. No, I meant well, Breath here's the other thing. Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom. Same game engines, mostly the same thing. Yeah. I'm not saying there haven't been other great games. There have. I you know, I gave you a couple of examples. But in those I'm working towards objectives etc this is purely just I just want to mess around in this sandbox
1: okay yeah I guess I, I see where you're coming at yeah I don't know that's interesting yeah because I, I, I never really got into any of the Zelda games just because I, I haven't followed the story like ever uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe that's not relevant
0: this, well, said this like, don't get me wrong. I, there's going to be people that are like, oh, Zelda's got a fantastic story, this, and the other. Don't get me wrong. I know, mm-hmm. like, what I picked up of what the story was in there, it seems really great, and I do want to actually get towards the end of it at some point, eventually. Yeah. But that's not what was drawing me back. The story isn't what was drawing me back. It was the ability to just kill half an hour in this particular sandbox.
1: I guess... Um I want to, I I okay it's difficult to to say what you what you just said like I, okay yeah the, the movement is fun and everything like yeah I think Hades falls into that category
0: but Hades I'm always working towards the objective of trying to get more powerful I'm working towards the trying to get, get to the next level and everything else I'm not trying that in Zelda
1: yeah I guess um Pretty much exactly what. In it's Zelda, like.
0: here's I think I can sum it up quite easily. The Zelda games, both of them, because it's very much an engine thing in the way it's all put together, mm-hmm. is, I wonder what if. Hades, Dove, Romantic, etc. Is, I wonder how I do. How do I get to that next level? Hmm. How do I structure my character so I get to that? How do I make sure everything lines up? I don't know. I, I, Maybe I mean, it's just me. I
1: don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that is convincing me. <laughs> in the same, in the Maybe same way, I'm just you know? being
0: weird in the way I want to interact with this particular media in my chill-out time right now. And it's just that there's something in there that, that's just satisfying that little itch in my brain. But I, I'm i feeling a draw with that, that particular game and that particular sandbox that I haven't felt to games and their mechanics for a long time
1: yeah I'm not sure I have had such a game that I'm not always like working towards something I'm not sure I have a game like that
0: fair enough maybe it's just the way I'm interacting at the moment
1: Mm. yeah
0: but yeah that's my joystick. like the weirdness of the way that we interact with sandboxes I guess more than a particular game but yeah yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that's been the show for the week, Chris. Hey. Hey, we made it through another one. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Uh but for now. In fact, no, not for no. now. If people want to find us, where can they find us, Chris? You can find
1: us uh on our website, uh, TBNJpodcast.com. And our links will also be on that website, is uh, tbnjpodcast.com/slash
0: links. Yay! But for now, I have been Sam. And
1: I've been Chris.
0: Thank you very much for listening, and we shall catch you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: This episode is set to Rye TV and J. Chris. Our sampled compressive is all free audio. The opening and ending music is called Conundrum by D O A K. Thank you for listening to T vax and Joysticks.